ברוך חי ברוך הגבר, אשר יפתח בשם, והויו והויו אשר, והויו אשר יפתח הוי. ברוך חי ברוך הגבר, אשר יפתח בשם, והויו והויו אשר. Hello and welcome to Praying on Purpose. This morning I would like to spend a few minutes focusing on a particular topic that actually comes by way of request. Uh, generally speaking, I don't necessarily receive requests as to what we should talk about. But as you know, Tuesdays we talk about how to pray, how to daven. And we have been spending uh, the last several weeks on Thursdays talking about the Brach of Asher Yatzar. And one of our, I guess we would say listeners, uh, has requested that I address the question of whether or not one should stand or sit while reciting the bracha of Asher Yatzar? That's actually a fascinating question, and while it may seem as if the answer is obvious, it's actually not. In the Sefer Alicho Shlomo, of the halachic rulings of Rav Shlomo Zabin Orach, Zachon Racha, so actually in a footnote, so it says there that Rabbeinu, meaning Rav Shlomo Zabin, dictate loma bracha zumu umo dafka. He was medaktik to recite the bracha of Asher Yatzar while standing. However, it goes on to say that the Primagadim was not sure. He said perhaps the bracha should be recited while standing, and maybe it should be recited while sitting. What is the suffix? What is the question over here? Why is it just not simple and clear? So it would seem that the question comes down to something which is more basic and fundamental than this particular practical question, and that is what type of bracha is this? Because we know when it comes to brachos, we generally assume that there are three categories of brachos, three different types of blessings. Uh, one type of bracha is called a birchus hanenin, a bracha that is recited almost always before benefiting from this world. So perhaps the best example of a birchus hanenin would be a bracha that we recite before eating food. So whether it's a birchus hamotzi, bari piyadama, shahakol, etc. These are brachos that we recite before partaking of something which gives us pleasure and benefit in this world. There are other types of birchus hanenin, of course, a bracha that's recited before, let's say, smelling spices, so this is an example of a bracha There is another type of bracha, which we call a bracha This is a bracha that is recited upon experiencing something in this world, which prompts us, which triggers us, hopefully, naturally, to recite words of praise and thanksgiving to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So an example, of course, of a Bechashavach Vahuda is the bracha that we recite upon seeing lightning or hearing thunder. This is an example of a bracha that we recite in response to having experienced something which is truly extraordinary, which gives us a moment to pause and to reflect upon the remarkable Bria, the incredible world in which we live. And the third category of brachos is what's called the brachos ha-mitzvah, a bracha that is recited, again, almost always before performing a mitzvah. So, for example, upon washing one's hands, a person recites the bracha al-natila sedayim, uh, before uh, putting on tzitzis or tefillin, before blowing a shofar, before sitting in a sukkah. These are all mitzvahs that are introduced with a bracha called a brachos ha-mitzvah. An interesting question, which I can mention parenthetically, but we can talk about another time, why is it that we only recite a Birchsa Mitzvah before certain mitzvahs, but not all mitzvahs? So I just mentioned a few, but for example, we did not recite a bracha before we say Kiddush on Friday night. We did not recite a bracha before we give tzedakah. We did not recite a bracha before we fulfill the mitzvah of Levayas Hames. So these are interesting questions that need to be explored. But basically, we have three different types of brachos. Birchs Hananin, Birchs Shevach and a mitzvah. So getting back to the question of Asher Yatsar, the question raised in this footnote, again in the Sefer Lichu Shlomo, is what type of bracha 
is a Birchus Asher Yatsar. So most assume that the Birchus Asher Yatsar is a Birchus Shevach Vahoda. When a person is able to relieve oneself, and a person is able to experience what really is a miracle, the, the, the process of digestion of food, and the way in which the body expels waste, so this is something which is truly a miracle, as we have been discussing. And so therefore, after having experienced that, we stop and we recite a bracha, Shayatzar, thank you, thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, for allowing my body to function in such, an, in such an incredible and such a miraculous way. That is one way to understand the bracha. And the Primagadim says he's not sure. It could very well be that this is a bracha that is recited upon experiencing, we'll say, hana doesn't necessarily mean pleasure in the most limited sense, but it means deriving benefit from this world. And when our bodies function the way they should, and we are able to ingest food and digest food, and then ultimately absorb the nutrients and excrete the waste. So at the conclusion of this process, we say, thank you, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, reciting a bracha, which is really upon this hana'ah, this benefit. It's a little different than standing from a distance and seeing lightning or hearing thunder, in which we say, wow, that's truly amazing, that's really incredible, but what is the hana'ah that I am receiving? Over here there is real hana'ah. So this is the question that the post can debate. The reason why this is relevant is because when it comes to standing or sitting for a particular bracha, so it could be that it depends on what kind of bracha it is. Many of the post can say that when it comes to a berchas shevach v'hodah, it is actually preferable to recite the bracha while standing. So using the examples that I mentioned, whether it's osam asibereshis, shokachog v'rosom olam, these are brachos that a person would recite while standing. However, when it comes to berchas hanenin, Typically, all things being equal, one would normally actually be sitting down. We should eat while sitting. And so therefore, I sit down, I take the food in my hand, and recite the bracha, whatever it is, a bracha on an apple, or a bracha on a drink. Now, this is not to say that it is forbidden to recite a b'chshavach while sitting, or a b'chshanayin while standing. But all things being equal, there is, in fact, a proper position while reciting these two brachos, and it's not the same. A b'chshavach while standing, a b'chshanayin while sitting. So therefore, when it comes to the bracha v'shayatza, well, what type of bracha is it? If it is a b'chashavach we should say it while standing, and if it's a b'chashanenin, we should say it while sitting. So the person who asked this question uh, may have thought it was a very simple question with a very simple answer, and perhaps it is. We have yet to get to the answer. But it's important to appreciate a little bit of the complexity behind the question, that it's not a simple standard sit, but what type of bracha is this? Now, going back to the particular Hanhaga of Rav Shlomo Zaman, it goes on to say in this particular footnote over here, that Rav Shlomo Zaman felt that it was actually not necessary to sit while reciting a Bechazanenin. Meaning, the din is that for a Bechazanenin, one should stand, and a Bechazanenin, one may sit. But therefore, since it's not clear what type of bracha this is, the recommendation was to stand for the bracha of And so therefore, it stands to reason that uh, all of us would be better off if we recited the bracha of while standing. That being said, uh, I think it's important to take the following into consideration, and that is that whenever we're reciting brachos in general, but I would say the bracha v'ashayotzar in particular, we have to really, really give serious thought and consideration as to how we are reciting the bracha, and really think about how we can maximize uh, this opportunity to make it a truly meaningful experience. Many years ago, there was a campaign of sorts in which there was a, an Ashiyatzar poster that was prepared. I think I first saw these about 30 years ago. I'm not quite sure when. They've been around for a while. 
I'm actually looking at one right now, uh, which is a very colorful uh, depiction of the Bracha Vashi with pictures on the side. Um, and it says, don't take life for granted, you have to give thanks to God, and talks about very briefly the importance of the Bracha Vashi that this Bracha has the ability to protect us from serious illness and ensure our continued good health. And then it goes on to mention several suggestions. Uh, so for example, it says, it is preferable to read Brachos rather than saying them by heart. I think we would all agree that that's probably true in general. Uh, this is not saying that one must recite uh, the bracha vashi yotzai from a text, that you have to actually read it. But, you know, all things being equal, it is preferable to read it because we will obviously be able to focus on it a little more. Uh, it says that bracha should not be recited as a matter of habit, flippantly, or without proper concentration. I think we would all agree to that. A bracha should be recited by directing one's feelings towards God, thanking Him for the goodness bestowed. Again, also great advice. And finally, a bracha should be said with the proper devotion and in a deliberate manner. Good. Also good advice. So after having quoted these basic ideas, citing various sources, it says the following. It is advisable to be stationary when reciting Asher Yatsar and not engage in any other activity, such as drying the hands, walking or getting dressed, hinting with your hands or eyes. Such activities distract a person's mind from having proper kavana. So this is really excellent advice. And the idea basically is that the Brach of Asher Yatsar is almost always, going to be recited when a person is leaving the bathroom. So the question is, what do I do right now? Where where am I going right now? Am I going to say this right here, just sort of stand and block the door? Am I going to move to the side? Uh, am I going to go to a quieter place? Am I going to go to a place where I can stand at a corner or sit down? If I'm working, am I going to go back to my office? If I'm at home, am I going to sit down at the table? I would rather not give the answers to these questions, but I think it's important that we think about this. And I think it's really important that we have a an approach, a style, a preferred manner in which this bracha is recited. And then, uh, again, if you can sort of visualize this poster, it basically says, there's a picture of a stop sign, and it says, stop completely, concentrate with full devotion and pay attention to the words for a duration of 20 seconds. And then it says, just think, 20 seconds set aside to say the bracha with devotion approximately six times a day would take only 120 seconds, which is two minutes a day to give thanks to God. And, you know, when you break it down that way, you know, it's a little bit of a clever marketing campaign, but it's actually very true. It's really fascinating. The difference between reciting a bracha in a way in which it is completely meaningless, and it goes sort of in one ear and out the other, and it doesn't really have much of an effect on us. And the difference between saying that and saying it in a way that is really, really very moving, and one that could really sort of give us uh, a, a moment of inspiration, and we can feel in the moment like very charged, by this very, very meaningful moment of introspection, the difference between those can be seconds, literally. And, and forget the bracha of Ashi for a moment. If you just think about the bracha of, let's say, the bracha of Shahakol. You know, one way to say the bracha is, And again, I probably just said it faster than I imagine many of us, unfortunately, from time to time say it. But imagine a little differently. Baruch Hashem, Elokeinu Melech Shehakol so you'll have to listen again on timing. But it, it, I think that took him a second and a half, two seconds. The difference between Exhibit A and Exhibit B was a mere second. But it really makes all the difference in the world. The Brach of is a little longer. So the difference between saying Ashayatzar improperly and properly is probably about 15 seconds. And again, the difference, 15 seconds, uh, multiplied approximately six times a day, you're talking about a very very small, seemingly insignificant investment of time, which could have a major payoff. 
So getting back to the question, should one stand or sit for Asher Yatzar? Uh, I'm going to leave it up to you. As you see, Rosh Hashanah Zalman Orbach, Sochon Levracha, brings down that one should stand. I believe that probably many other poskim would make the similar suggestion. Uh, that is not to say that one may not sit. I think it is important that we figure out what's going to work best for us. But what is most important, what is critical, is that we should give thought as to how to recite this bracha properly. What is going to work for me? Again, a very practical suggestion. Come up with a plan, whatever the plan is. And it doesn't have to be consistent 100% of the time. But you do need to think about how am I going to recite this bracha when I'm home, when I'm at work, when I'm in the airport? What is my approach? What is my methodology, if you will? How am I going to set myself up for success? And if I do so, so then I think we will all see immediately, you do not need to wait for a divine response. You will not need to wait to experience some sort of metaphysical transformation. You will see for yourself immediately the benefits of reciting Avshar Yatsar properly in this way will pay off immediately in the moment. You will feel uplifted. You will feel enlightened. You will feel enriched. You will really feel better in the moment. It is that simple. And so I encourage each and every one of us, myself included, to give thought as to how we say the Brach of And if we do so, we have the opportunity to infuse our day with such special moments of meaning and inspiration. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.